right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Brooks Kepka, our golfing overlord, has won the PGA Championship, fourth major title in his last eight starts. Uh, two players alive have more majors. Two players that are currently active have wow. more majors. Tough than slip. Kepka. That's so disrespectful. Well, sorry. well, Rory's dead, so <laughs> he doesn't count. But uh, uh, we got we had a really exciting Sunday. That was a fun Sunday. That was as good as it could have been. I think we were very worried that it was going to be a uh, a runaway or a snooze fest or somewhere in between, which would have been an extra snooze fest. And uh, yeah, that was. Brooks kind of delivered in a in a fun way. So that was that was good. It got interesting. The weather was brutal. Uh, Dustin played well. There's a lot of good stuff going on. I think we need to introduce ourselves first, right? Sure. Yeah, we go people to like that. I'm sorry. I was very, I was very fired up. Sorry, I'm DJ. I'm I'm Randy. Randy Welcome, Randy's Randy. back here at the Kill House after an afternoon kvitzing around Jacksonville Beach, Neptune <laughs> and, Beach, and Tron is back from uh, playing National Golf Links with the PGA of America executives. Right? <laughs> hey, listen, guys, I'm just trying to keep up our our uh, networking around the golf space. Very cool. Somebody's got to do see. it. These guys are back here editing strapped as you're, as you're gallivanting around New York. No respect for us visiting the club pros. So we, uh, I think we kind of ranked this internally uh, when we were starting the day. It was like, all right, here's what we want to see. Brooks fall back to the field is ranked number one. That would be most exciting. Uh, two was just run away and win it by like 15. Like do something truly historic. And the worst thing that could have happened was just like linger at like a seven-shot lead. And it lingered at like a seven-shot lead for like half the day. And it looked like it was over. Everyone was kind of the Vince Carter gifs came out really early. <laughs> well, they came week. out on Thursday. They did, and I was kept trying to tell people just, just like just wait. And I finally flipped over to the dark side. I was like, "It's over, guys." I, I think Randy and I actually put the Vince Carter gifs say, on on the preview pod. They came out like a week ago. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it was it was over before it even started. Dude, long way, you've come a long way from betting that Patrick Reed won't win the Masters <laughs> last year to correctly predicting that Kepka's going to win the PGA. I think, I, I don't know, maybe recency bias, but I can't think of an easier tournament to predict the winner than this past week. I know that sounds like that sounds like hindsight in 2020, but I'm glad that we are on record actually doing it. But that was, dude, look at that golf course and look at the setup and look at everything. It's like Brooks or Dustin or Rory is going to win this golf tournament. I think like, Ro- literally nobody else can. I think Rory winning Congressional was the last yeah. super easy one to pick like yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's a good call. You go, you want to take this time to, to gloat a little bit, Big Randall? I mean, no, you're just, no, you're kind of like the Brooks Kepka, the podcast here. You just kind of like, just, just kind of show up, drop the bomb of who's going to win the major. <laughs> just kind of, you know, just in and out, get, get grab bonk. And, and then he goes and spends the rest of the week on the beach. Yeah, he's not, he doesn't even touch a club when he's home. <laughs> My pick to not win, DJ. In second, no, right? that's how that's how good you are. Exactly, at it. you that's, risked it. That's yeah. <laughs> that's the that's a high degree of difficulty. <laughs> well, right me, there. And, me and my associate Solly had DJ at the uh, DJ runner up, runner up at the two uh, two majors to start the year. That's which the what? That's the Ricky Slam. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> to Jay Ricky. He's halfway to the Ricky Slam. <laughs> yeah. What was the most exciting moment of the day? Honestly, like it's kind of pessimistic, but Brooks airmailing that green on fourteen by like thirty yards was sick. It wasn't even close. <laughs> no, that was like things were the wheels were wobbling. Everything was starting to. It was like, wow. Oh, I mean, he can't blow this whole thing. There's no way. And then the commentator set it up perfectly. And I, like Brooks must have nuked that ball. 
He's like, eight iron? We haven't seen anybody hit eight iron. He hit it 30 yards over the green. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was an homage to Neil in, in his home state. That's the only time. I was going to say it's the most shook I've ever seen Brooks look, but it's the only time I've ever actually seen him look yeah. shook on a golf course. He kind of shook his head as caddy and just looked a bit mystified. And they're chanting DJ at him. When he airmailed the green, best moment of the week for the New York fans was that they were like cheering when he airmailed the green. That's which, tough, man. It's a Yeah, that's a... We're going to get to the fans. I'm, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say the the most exciting moment of the week was thinking that Brooks actually, that Ricky was still behind Brooks uh, on 13. <laughs> Tra- some controversy. Oh, kind of, oh to Ricky, come the, up the, the, Ricky caddy, is caddy. the caddy. Yeah. Ricky Elliott, who's yeah, Brooks' caddy. Who, who I really like and respect. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, if, if some of those penalties they called earlier in the season <laughs> are penalties, then there's no way that that's not a penalty. <laughs> it, it is this like a it, serious take or is this a, a performance I, I'm not take? sure. <laughs> <laughs> it did look like it. And then they flipped to the behind view and literally the cameraman is directly behind him. So Ricky couldn't have been right behind him. But that one view did actually look like it. And I thought we were going to get a little controversy stirred up there but you know everybody talks about how bad the controversies were for golf and how they're oh they're such a bad look i kind of miss them to be honest <laughs> we haven't had a good one in a little while hopefully hopefully well, uh, hopefully the usj starts at pebble that'd be great <laughs> and it's like i'm trying to go through my head and see how many different ways that the usga can mess up pebble it seems like there's less ways that they can mess up oh pebble. they'll do it they'll do it yeah. Oh, I think so. For sure. I don't, I don't see how. I, it's I'm with tough you. to mess those greens can. up. It, the green. Yeah. There's not that much to do. There's like it's gonna. They're gonna grow the rough out like crazy, and the greens are gonna be super firm. They, they've it's had gonna, it there a bunch of times. Yeah. So they. But it wasn't reps. I feel like it wasn't good in 2010. Like, didn't they have like some really bad POA outbreak in 2010? I think it was really they, bad weather. Yeah. They really okay. shitty weather. And they always have bad POA. Yeah. It's yeah. 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 I don't know. I think. They, I mean, they, we didn't think they could screw up Shinnecock. They did that. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't. They also, the no, chain. we thought definitely we saw them screw up Shinnecock. <laughs> what do you mean? Which honestly, we, we I, thought there was no way they could do it again. But like, <laughs> it, it existed in the realm. That's true, guys. That was part of the reason I went up to New York this week. Was to, did you have some meetings? I, no, I did some investigations and oh, sure, played Shinnecock as well. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, I could definitely see how they messed up that course. <laughs> Well, I, I'm just not willing to, to put it past them that they that they uh, won't mess it up. It, this thing's not over yet. It's not over. <laughs> I hope they do. I think now's the time to start firing up the like. I, I hope for total, complete chaos and carnage for at sure. the U.S. Open. Yeah. I, last year's fourth round was disgusting. At <laughs> that was more. That was, oh, Sunday was that way course. more disgusting than Saturday. They should play. They should for play sure. 18 as a par three. I think at, at Pebble that'd be sick. <laughs> All right, if I'm if I'm throwing this out, uh, well, tell me first what I what, what this number if it's any good, and then where you stand on it. But the over under for career majors for Brooks at seven and a half, where you stand, is that the number? How old is he? Twenty nine. He's twenty nine, and he just turned twenty nine. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, it's irrelevant, but <laughs> <laughs> I think the number's good. Uh, but I'm st- I. And he currently has four. Four. Yeah. I'm gonna take the over. It's a lot of majors. It's a lot of majors. I mean, basically, it's 10 years. So, that 10 years times four majors, or really five majors, right? Yeah. Um, he hasn't won a players yet. Uh, so, he's got 50 majors in the next 10 years. He has to if win he four. he plays that long. That's I true. Mean, he might just bail. So, do, just for reference standpoint. Fuck the lemons and bail. Do you know how many people, players, have eight majors in their career? It's Jack, Tiger, Walter Hagen, Ben Hogan, Gary Player, Tom Watson. There's six. Well, let's go into that stat on how many have won majors at this fast of a clip because it's three or four now. Jack, Tiger, Ben Hogan, and Brooks. And Rory. And Speeth. No, 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 no. L- like, not to win that. Four of eight. 
four well, of four eight. Of yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah, but by like the age, like Rory won four by the age oh, of twenty five, yeah, yeah. and sure. he's still on four. Listen for sure. So I, I, that's what my point being like that. Still, like another. Yeah, but Rory fell in love with lifting. Brooks is <laughs> already deep in love. He's he already. already no, he, yeah, it. he's already. He doesn't. He's already an athlete. I mean, you know, Rory was jacked when he won in 2014. Yeah, he was getting there, but then he, you know, the David Boston transition was complete. <laughs> Randy's been take of the week. pounding on this take all week, and it's haunted me. It's more Joey Galloway than it's David Boston. It right? could be. It could be a curse of Wozniacki, though. I am open to considering that. <laughs> no one could disprove it. Listen, I mean, I think that's what makes it a great question, though, right? Like, it's. I mean, Cat went 11 years between, like, he stopped winning at 32, which was very, un, you know, very surprising. And, of course, he might stop, but, like, dude, at, at this, what he does so well, it just doesn't seem like it's going to go away very quickly. But it, I always think it's, as soon as somebody wins a major, it's so easy to start totally. assigning them For majors. Sure. And, yeah. it, and so fun. It is oh, extremely fun. <laughs> I've been on record as saying Rory's going to win 10 and Spieth is going to win 8. They better <laughs> so, get on their so horses. So <laughs> Anytime now, fellas. Here's where I get back to on that, too, is... So, Tiger didn't win a major for 10 years, right? Yeah. 11, yeah. Um, a span of four... It was a span of 42 majors. Over that period... A friend of mine from Boston, Colin, sent me this. Over that period, these are the results of some of the best players in the game in those majors. Sergio, one win. Adam Scott, one win. Justin Rose, one win. DJ, one win. Jason Day, one win. Majors are hard. Conditions are tough. Brooks is better than all those guys. For sure. But but I'm not saying we were saying similar stuff about Jason Day. But no, that's true. He was pretty dominant there for a very very you know condensed uh, set of time. There there is similar skill set too. Yeah, exactly. And I think truly, maybe this is a extremely obvious thing to say, but Brooks's ability to elevate in majors seems like a very real and not even remotely fluky thing. It seems like he plays li- almost every round of golf like he has nothing to lose. There's absolutely no fee. Maybe except for that back nine. He played that like he had that to lose. But he seems to just have this, in the kind of what he says in the press conference seems a little bit like bravado of, you know, some of these times these majors are easier to win. But I honestly truly think he thinks that because they set it up. If they set it up like this, it is very much easier for him to win. Well, is that the question? Did he... Did he actually get scar tissue well, that's a, from yeah. winning today? I know. He might I have. Kind of just oh, gonna say that's something. sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might have been a rattling day today. I definitely have to think so. I mean, he was. It was the first round was the round that separated him. I mean, he played pretty well in round two, but kind of putted pretty shaky. He was like a negative yeah. strokes game putting putting throughout the weekend. And if it wasn't for that, that Thursday round was the best round we'll see in professional golf this year. Aside from Ken Duke. It was a Ken Duke level round. (laughs) But I think it it kind of nullifies that a little bit when it's DJ breathing down his neck. Somebody that he's comfortable with and respects his skill set and all that. It'd be different if it was... See, I don't think he's thinking about that in the moment. I think he's panicking. Like, dude, I was up by seven. No, but I think after the fact. Yeah. Right? I mean, he, he, he knows that DJ is probably one of, like, if not the only guy, one of the only guys who has the same level of, you know, because I think Brooks looks at it as an, as an athletic endeavor, Yeah, right? There was a lot of that that came out in the stats, you know, the whole, like, oh, there's 30 guys that can beat me. You, you kind of picture him looking at, you know, someone who's just like a, who's like a really dumpy tour player. Jason Kokrak? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Your words. Uh, but it, it, like, I, I see him almost looking at those kinds of people and be like, oh, dude, you can't fucking beat me. Like, I don't even know how much it has to do with golf. I think that's what you're getting at. It's like, it's almost more of an athletic thing 
It's like, dude, you like you can't. We don't play the exactly. same sport. Like you yeah. can't catch up to me. He's so, like, listen, like you want to go to the gym after this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've got a little comp for uh, for today. What we almost witnessed today was very comparable to the '96 Masters. So I'm going to read off. Uh, Brooks Kepka's score for the week, 63, 65, 70, 74. Got worse each day. Uh, Greg Norman went 63, 69, 71, 78. And Nick Faldo shot 67 on the last day, an 11-shot swing. Uh, today, DJ only shot 69, and Brooks only shot 64. But it was a pretty comparable. Brooks shot Seven, four over. 74. 74, correct. Brooks shot four over. Norman shot six over in that last round. Got worse every round. He just didn't have a Faldo that went out. And I mean, it's impossible to post it. Also, a totally different course. It is. You can't really make a big-ass number out there. You can make a double, but you yeah. can't make a... You can't make an eight. Or yeah, I have a weird take. I kind of miss water hazards. <laughs> yeah, that was a little there strange. Was, there was like no water in play almost the entire week. The eighth hole had a pond. I don't think anybody. One guy hit it in there that they showed on uh, today, I think. Yeah, I didn't know actually who that was. <clears throat> I'll look it up. I think uh, there were three all week in there. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, maybe not the most relevant but they did notice it's like kind of you needed a little bit of bite in some places that there just wasn't that same bite. That was, not, that was Aaron Wise that hit it in the water. For, shout out for Aaron those Wise. that are interested. <laughs> the graphic they showed was not kind to him. It looked like it may, maybe got halfway across the yeah, water. Yeah, that was a tough vol- volunteers were kind of spiking the football on that one, I think. Uh, how'd you guys, what'd you think of Beth Page? Rounding, <laughs> rousing uh, applause. I'm good. You know, I mean, it's not a bad course. It's, I, I think it it probably gets overrated a little bit due to its proximity to New York City, its breadth and reach as a public course with five different courses on site, and you know just how hard it you know how hard it is, how many force carries there are for the average amateur. So I, I think some of that gets conflated into maybe some a false sense of prestige, but uh, I think the bones are there. I just don't think it's quite executed all that properly. I feel like they've got to figure something out in major championship setups that the really thick rough very close to the green that stops wayward balls very close to the green just doesn't seem like appropriate punishment. And I go back to, and maybe it's an outlier, but I remember 14 at Pinehurst. I know it's a U.S. Open, but watching balls roll away and like not stopping and guys having to deal with short grass around the greens. And I know Beth Page is not designed like that, so it just it wouldn't make sense to just shave all the rough, but... I, I think it's definitely inhibits the viewing experience watching guys like chop out of really ankle deep rough all over the golf course. I think if this is the template, like I think that the course, I could be wrong, but I think the course played exactly how they wanted it to play this week. It seemed like the setup was was good for what they were aiming for. And I think if this is the template for future setups, like Brooks is going to win a lot of majors and Dustin's going to win a lot of majors and JT's going to win a lot because it's like, dude, there's just, it's what we were saying earlier. There's only so many guys who can, who can separate themselves on courses like that? I think I've never seen I've never seen thick rough and distance like be matter such, so much matter so much. I've never seen somebody control their golf ball from thick rough like Brooks this week. Like that was I forget who said it. Like that's like the biggest endorsement for lifting weights in golf that I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. And watching the shorter hitters like just try to hold on yeah, desperately for, for totally for dear life. That's why some of the guys that made the cut and performed well who were shorter hitters like like a JT Poston or um, you know other guys like that. I'm like, damn, you guys played your ass off this yeah. week because Rich Beam, spe- yeah, 69 today, <laughs> 69 especially the when they round. when they when they kind of trumpet having the strongest field in golf, but when only 10 or 15 guys in that strongest and quote unquote strongest field can actually win the event, does it really matter that it's the strongest field? Yeah. It, 
it does feel a bit like manufactured drama in that regard that it's like kind of a weed out golf course and like rich beam is not going to win it just to pull a name of like a short hitter out and it's i don't know it's kind of like we wouldn't go back to bell reeve everyone said oh this is such a great tournament like how great it was like everyone roasted bell reeve it's amazing golf course amazing tournament it was like it was good because tiger made a run (laughs) well you guys talked about it a little bit on the live show this week where the PGA used to have an identity is like, yo, anything can happen. Right. Like this shit's bananas. Yeah. <laughs> you know? People wild. are just going to make birdies down the stretch yeah. and like, they're going to put, put pots on top of each other and, and anything can happen kind of thing. And I feel like now it's just kind of back to, all right. Which I didn't know whether or not to give them credit for like the exciting things that have happened in the PGA. Or was that just accidental? Or was it accidental? And yeah. I don't, I don't mean that as a shot at them. It was just kind of like, Dude, I don't think like really brutal test is the most exciting for this brand, this kind of tournament. I mean, second major of the year is the U.S. Open, and it's the most brutal. I don't know if they thought, or we're back in May, we need to make this a brutal test. But I, it's a lot more fun to have a, a, it, like a bunch of guys that can make a run at it. It felt kind of like a U.S. Open light. Yeah, yeah right? Where I agree. They had the, in 02 and 09 when they did the U.S. Open there. A green U.S. Open. Yeah. Look like. Yeah, the, um, the scoring averages were like a shot and a half higher. Yeah. You know, and it seems like, all right, cool. Like, we're not going to go all the way there, but we're still going to have the same strategy or mentality here. Which, Randy, I know you love the chaos of the U.S. Open, but didn't it kind of feel like it was just kind of half-baked chaos this week? Yeah, it wasn't true chaos. I think the U.S. I mean, that's the U.S. Open's identity, as we've said. I, I think where Beth Page suffers is from the over-promise, under-deliver standpoint. I, I think, you know, in comparison to Bell Reeve, where everybody tells you how shitty it is for two weeks going <laughs> in, true. it's all you can be is pleasantly surprised. Uh, I think Beth Page kind of suffers from the opposite a little bit. Uh, and I think it's probably really cool to be there on site, and it's it's a big ballpark, and there's plenty of texture and plenty of... Uh, yeah, we heard you yelling on the broadcast uh, all week. Uh, you had a great time yeah, out there. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think a lot of what makes it kind of lack excitement or lack, you know, guys being able to hit it close is it's that combo. I think what you're saying, Solid, you got all the crazy thick rough around greens. You've got a ton of elevated greens and you've got rock hard greens. And so when you get the wind up like crazy, like today, and you've got these shots that are, you've got these four irons that are playing downwind or five irons, six irons that are playing straight downwind. Like you just can't get it close to the hole. It's impossible. Like you have a, you've got a foot where you can land it basically but just after the fringe where maybe it'll roll out to these some of these like middle pins or front pins or whatever but like that's what Dustin I don't think he hit that many horrible horrible shots coming in uh, and I'm sure we'll get to Dustin in a minute but like he didn't he didn't really go off the rails he just so like, he hit it's a, just impo- like it's so hard to hit those shots I mean, he played, all, credit, credit he played the last four holes and one over yeah. including a birdie on the hardest hole in the course exactly. so, he so, hit a four iron into a par four he for, said last year the longest iron he had to hit into a par four all year was a seven iron he had to hit a four iron coming down the stretch yeah, that's, that's, it was that's really fun. hard today <laughs> alright a quick break here to check in with the number one putter in golf that is of course Odyssey it was the number one put- putter brand by far this past week at the PGA Championship 57 Odyssey putters in play. No other brand had more than 45 of them. This comes after Odyssey won the the putter count at Augusta last month. As well, they are four for four in major major counts across the board at the PGA, LPGA, and the PGA Tour champions. Uh, In fact, across those four majors, they've had more putters in play than the number two and three putter brand combined. They, of course, are the number one putter across the major worldwide tours as well. The most wins across the major worldwide tours 
toys. They're, they're racking up the numbers. I'm not even going to list off the rest of them they have here. Uh, the success is driven by the new Stroke Lab putters engineered with a multi-material shaft that moves weight towards the head end grip, rebalancing the putter for more consistent and repeatable stroke. So you can actually buy a better stroke currently at odysseygolf.com. Pick up your new Stroke Lab putter and start making some more putts. Let's get back to our PGA Championship wrap. What was your guys' favorite hole to watch this week? It's an easy one for me. I thought four, probably the par five. Okay, was was awesome. Of course, DJ, you know, live under par guy. Yeah. Picks, picks the easiest <laughs> hole on the course. No, it was cool. I thought Scum today bag. today was actually really cool with blowing like straight down. So you had someone like Hideki who was kind of jammed over on that left side. It was a left hand pin, and the wind was whipping down. He had an eight iron into the green, and like there was no fucking way he was going to stop it on the green. It was like it was impossible. I think like that's it's just a cool way to, you know neutralize some of that distance when you get the wind going the right way and stuff my favorite was one easily yeah. i mean it was a, it was a hole where you have to try to cut the corner in some way and there was and if you like what happened with brooks today you go too far through the fairway in the left rough with like a left pin like you might you're struggling to make par but if you hit the fairway around that corner you got a great opportunity for birdie shout out to Harold varner <laughs> um but that was that was like the most intriguing hole like the shorter holes what and maybe just because they were easier but it, it it wasn't a simple birdie like you had to execute a golf shot and watching the lines that guys took around that corner it took the announcers a long time to figure out that they were really trying to cut the corner <laughs> oh that's way right oh, oh my god that's way right <laughs> it's just plopping in the middle of the fairway uh just because i see you looking at the scatter chart there what how long is the hole and who was closest to it this week it was 430 yard hole um it looks like cameron champ hit one 350 and got 62 yards away um <laughs> and then cameron champ also hit one 359 and got 38 yards away he ball might go really far well that was kind of my larger point is like i don't know like i get what you're saying and it's cool to it's cool to see like are you gonna hit the fairway or are you not but when the 435 yard par four is becoming your like risk reward flip wedge <laughs> flip wedge like I don't think that's necessarily good. But it is a hole. Well, first of all, it's downhill and it's playing totally. downwind. Yeah, but yeah. so like the shorter hitters on this hole had a great opportunity. Like when you hit a good drive and you have a hundred yards in, that that's a very even ish playing field with the guy hitting from sixty. Yeah. The long par fours where the yeah, guy is hitting true. from like the rough and it's two hundred ten yards and you know Kepka's hitting a wedge from one seventy five. Like that's not. But a you very got into this field. a little bit earlier in the week on Twitter is is it's I feel like it's a bigger difference between hitting the long iron and hitting the shorter mid iron in on those really really long par fours than it is hitting a half wedge versus a full wedge yeah without those guys too so I I feel like even the even the advantages for the shorter hitters are so muted oh yeah for sure and they come they're so not scattered throughout the round either it it seems like just again like I haven't played there I've been there a couple times but it seems like you've got to it's basically like, dude, if you don't hit it far, you better play the first six in like four or five under. Yeah, <laughs> and then wait and till 14. On. Yeah. And, and to your question, I think 14 was my favorite. Just because, I, you know, I want to see that everybody in the field have the same hit shot the same in spot, front of them yeah. and, and execute that shot and see what they do with it. And then got all the stands and all the kind of the intimidating bunkering around there, even if it's not a really hard hole. And some guys made a mess of it, you know. 18, I thought, actually played more interesting than I thought it was going to as well. I remember in when the U.S. Open was there, it, and I just have this horrible image of Lucas Glover hitting six iron or whatever he hit off the tee. I'm he like, did. oh, On God. On the Monday. Yeah, I'm like, this whole stupid. <laughs> this, is, this stinks. Uh, but watching it today where it's like straight into the wind and guys are have to hit driver, and it's a narrow fairway. And I was saying to you, Sal, it's like, 
dude, it's the final round of a major. Like, you hit the freaking fairway if you want to win. Like, you better hit the fairway. That's the challenge here. And I think, again, we've emphasized this a lot. I think people can misconstrue what we mean by we, the, the, the common response we get from a lot of people is like, oh, God forbid that a player should be punished for a wayward drive. Like, that's not the point. Like, we're not saying, like, wayward drives should get off scot-free. It's just there's different ways of kind of challenging players than ankle-deep rough, I think. Eliminating the recovery shot. Yeah. Like, just, for instance, Brooks' tee shot on, on the par 5 on 13 and then the tee shot again on 18. Like, those should have been punished a little bit more, oh. in my opinion. Yeah, well, the one on 18, he had to wedge out. 18 was punished pretty 13 good. was a good example of yeah. where it's like, dude, it, sometimes it's better to miss the fairway by 30 yards than by two feet? feet. Tiger's got that down. Yeah, go, no, way go way right. Go way right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn on the, like, for a tournament golf setup, like, I kind of like how this played. I, I kind of like the, the thick wedge out rough because if you if you go away from that, then it's like, okay, you're really like you're just giving the big hitters like an even bigger advantage, <laughs> it seems like, right? Like, yeah, maybe you're keeping more guys in it and more guys can make birdies from 170 or, or whatever than they can in the thick rough. But I think like the big hitters are just going to have a massive advantage no matter what you do. I think I, I agree. And I don't know if this is earned or not, but the, the biggest of the big hitters, the best drivers are as accurate yeah, and hit it far exactly. as like Jordan Spieth is who doesn't hit yeah, it as far. The so, ball doesn't spin. I know. It's like way too easy to hit it 320 and straight. Well, it's all relative. Well, but. for these guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Uh, guys yeah. I'm right there with them. For sure. Yeah. Well, you've got the new, you've got some, a little more speed now. Yeah. I'm a generational driver. <laughs> Well, but you seems like you've been chasing speed lately. I don't. We'll have to see how that plays out for your career. <laughs> He's got. <laughs> He's got a, we saw how it worked for Luke Donald. The weirdest flex I think I've heard in 2019 was no, no. Tron be like, I got the left miss going right now. I got a two way miss. Now, no, you guys, guys don't understand how, how good I'm hitting it. I got the left miss. Going. Uh, we have a segment on the quote unquote agenda here called "Who's Career Going Forward." But I don't know. Did you guys want to do specific names? Do you have names like do you want to sure. put people against each totally. other? Oh, of course. All right. How do you want to do? Who do you put? Pit I first? think it's just like if if you're picking a horse starting now, anybody of anybody in golf, who are you picking? What is the criteria? Is it like to win more majors? To win or? more majors? I think, yeah, I think that's important. Okay. So yeah, could, because on yeah. that on that note, I think Brooks should start skipping everything except for like like playoff events. I think Brooks players. You can't prove to me that he plays those events. <laughs> he I should, haven't seen it. He should start demanding an appearance fee from the PGA Tour. <laughs> well, I'm literally not gonna. What do you want me to play? Fucking Hartford. <laughs> Give me a million dollars and I'll go play Hartford. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not showing up. I think it's not enough for Brooks. I like Hartford, by the way. It's a great <laughs> it's a Why you got to single that one? I don't know. It was the first shot. one that came to mind. Uh, I think I said this on a live show this week, but uh, it's not enough for Brooks to win majors anymore. He Every time he wins one, he needs to recuse a official PGA Tour victory that he has. I think well, he's he should, only got two, right? Exactly. He should give one back every time he wins a major. Brooks won the CJ Cup. First time hearing of this. Yeah, I don't remember that either. So that might be a major now. It was like, yeah, it was like six months ago. <laughs> well, it's sick. Uh, there, I mean, I, I think his, you know, I don't think anybody remembers the CJ Cup victory. But I'd him like winning. Randy's favorite CJ Cup memory. <laughs> <laughs> but him winning the Phoenix Open was akin was a, to. Aw, that was awesome. Anhel Cabrera winning at Greenbrier. <laughs> it cheapened his entire career. It did. It's a stain on the entire game. But I do. Re- I remember vividly the drive that he hit on 18 at Phoenix was very similar to the drive Cabrera hit at Oakmont. 
to win at the U.S. Open. That was awesome. Which, Anyways, we don't have to talk about the 2011 Phoenix <laughs> Open. Well, after it was two, it was 2016 oh, or 2015. 2015. Um, every, every I think uh, obligatory. Um, every time Kepka wins a major, I'd like to say that I was quite on the Kepka bandwagon quite early. <laughs> May I please note that? Thank you for your service. I feel, I, I feel like you almost scared him away. I did <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> he came on too strong. <laughs> Yeah, knowing what we know about him now, you should have, like, apathy would have been, well, would have been the way to go. What's wow. funny is uh, Porter and I shared, like, a fan- uh, fantasy team in Shane Ryan's fantasy pool, and we drafted Brooks uh, in the first round before he played his first official PGA Tour season. <laughs> and uh, After, we, when, when he was playing what Nance referred to on the broadcast as that challenge, that challenge tour. tour. <laughs> um, and I photoshopped, uh, we called our team the Brooks Brothers, and I made a photoshop from a Brooks Brothers ad of me, Porter, and Kepka. And somebody, one of Kepka's friends, like sent it to him or something, and he tweeted out the picture and was like, "You know who to take first round, boys," and tagged me and Porter in it. And that was the last time you ever. That yeah. was the last we communicated really caught with up him. much since then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, He's been I, busy though. I changed, he changed my number. his number. No, the Red Lobster. <laughs> I changed my number from moving to Amsterdam. God bless. <laughs> All right, so who are you taking, Deej? Well, I think if it's we're saying. Starting now, who wins more majors? Starting now, everybody's forward. on an equal active, playing field. Oh, active everyone. players. I thought we were going to go one, like pit people against each other, but we can do it this way as well. One what, what billion, billion percent, not even cl- Brooks. Are we talking about an indefinite time frame? Yeah. Yeah, rest of their careers. So you, so you can factor in so you longevity. Can if, you can take jazz. Why don't we say, like then I might take Akshay. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> sick. Well, if, we're, if we want to put everyone on a level playing field, why don't we say the next 10 years? Like, how many majors will people No, win? because I feel like that's... I, well, I'm well, going to take Spieth because he's going to win majors into his 40s, I think. Okay. Is I don't that, know, is I don't that know wrong? I have to get deep into, like, the methodology <laughs> of this pick. I think you think, who's going to... Of active players, who's going to win the most majors? Going, going forward. Going forward. Starting now, everybody's at zero. Yeah, you're going Brooks 100 percent for sure. I get. How do you not pick Brooks? I guess I'm more curious. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's what I mean. The reasoning I'm to getting, not pick Brooks. I'm getting deja vu from the preview pod where both of you guys <laughs> right. pick Brooks and said, "How do you not take?" Well, Brooks? sometimes like, like, when not, you, guys you know keep, what? I'm not right. sold. You man. two, you two, say your piece, and then and then Solly and I. Well, I think no, other guys like, are have you guys play been great? watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I said I on the live show. I think that have you been watching? No, that's the thing. It's like you don't even have to watch anymore. I've been reading some crazy stuff. Recency bias AF. For sure. But at the same point, it's like the dude's won four of eight. Like, <laughs> I, I think that I, I was saying this on the live show earlier. I think I don't know what has come over us over the last two years where there's been so much talk about like, oh, could be Rory's week. Could be Spieth. Could be Dustin. Could be Rose this week. And it like Kepka is all the like, you know, chip on his shoulder stuff gets overblown. But like he's the only guy right now. Like whatever your preview is on on the next on like Portrush or Pebble or like Brooks is at the top of the list. Here's the question though. Now is it finally is Brooks like finally to that point where you you can't even like remotely ignore him? That now there actually might be a little bit of pressure on him. Like does that change things? And I don't be know. Like, no. like do we start tracking Brooks's rounds in majors the way we do Rory's? Like it's still noteworthy when Rory misses a cut yeah. at a major. It didn't happen this week, despite me tweeting <laughs> that out. I feel out like people have Friday to. Afternoon. I still feel like people have to care about Brooks. For that Is to that happen. now though? Is that that's a question? But I like I just still don't. I still don't know. I that respect they will. the hell yeah. out of him, but I, I don't give a shit about him. Like yeah, I, and I, and like I don't mean that in a demeaning way. He just doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't like stir anything within me, and I think a lot of people are struggling with that feeling right yeah. now. I mean, kind of, which, like you said, you like you can't fake that, right? Like you can't. Like a lot of people, I think you were saying, like, are seem like they're feeling guilty. 
It's like, dude, you, the heart wants what it wants. <laughs> you know? Well, so I toss it out because we had talked about that on the live show a little bit is trying to think of other examples in sports. And so somebody on Twitter tossed out like Novak, Djokovic. I was thinking Sampras yesterday a little bit too. Where Sam, yeah, even like Sampras though, because he was American, him and Agassi. Yeah. The, the one I kind of settled on, which I like, but maybe it's not a good one, is like Tim Duncan. Oh, that's pretty good. Who's, I like that. You know, one of the explain what this was. But like, but what, Tim Duncan's exceptionally humble. Well, just just where they are so good, and and it's a little not one to one because Duncan obviously plays a team sport. But um, just like no matter how good they are and what their stats say and how many championships they win, people just don't really care. Like they don't move the needle. And so from that perspective, that's why I was thinking Duncan, but. If there's others that you guys... You said Mike Trout last night, too, I think. Yeah. Mike Trout, somebody, yeah. yeah. I, I'll i take the Mike Trout, but I don't think I ever... That that didn't originate it, with It originated through the ether. I don't know who's yeah. there, but. but, yeah, no, I, I don't think anyone's denying that, like, if Rory and, and Brooks are going head-to-head, even despite Brooks being American, like, most Americans are going to be pu- pulling for Rory, like, overwhelmingly. It was jarring to see as soon as... Like, that's what we were saying in here. Can you imagine the feeling of doing like a historic performance for 54 holes and the wheels start falling off and the entire drunk crowd just starts like rooting against you and rooting for like your closest friend. Like I feel like watching Brooks when he's playing well, it feels like rooting for the house. Yeah, I totally. Right. Yeah. Where, well, he, yeah, he just like looks like he's kind of supposed to win, which yeah. is not fun to root for. Exactly. All right, you guys got to tell me who, if you're not taking Brooks, who who are we taking? Well, you're kind of talking me into it. Like, I feel like I, I don't want to get be proven wrong yet again on Brooks. <laughs> At least this one's going to take like 15 years. To well, no, I'm more just like just the reasoning. I think that's what I'm most I curious about. I don't have about. a good enough reason well, to take yeah. like, like, I would want to say Spieth because of how young he is. And if he's got, I mean, he's got four years, that's 16 major starts on Kepka in theory. Like, is he going to, could he win more, should he win more majors than Kepka with 16 extra starts? Who knows? I mean, <laughs> I mean, th- you think about the speed that Brooks has in his swing that increases the injury potential, but also increases the win potential <laughs> for sure, for sure. But but also, you know, I mean, all right, we're in the darkest, we're in the darkest stage of of Spee's career right now. Yeah, right. And he hopefully, looks to be coming out of it. And he yeah. just and he just <laughs> but finished. The, hold on, that's my point. Is homeboy just finished tied for third? <laughs> It, in the darkest stage of his yeah. career. No, no, I'm with you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm. You're ride you're or die on, with speed. You're on team I, speed. I think that's yeah. And, and I think Listen, speed's gonna have. Speed. I think speed's gonna have more longevity. I think he's gonna he's gonna be able to. Yeah, like yeah, Brooks. You can you can pencil him in for the PGA every other year. Um, for, for, the ne- for the next ten years, yeah, that's five. Okay, that's well, there's five. five, that's five. <laughs> who's, who's getting the six then? Yeah, but I, don't, I mean, Smith is going to go in six more. What they only play the Masters once a year. What what's Brooks done at Augusta? He's finished second. fucking second this year. He hasn't dude. he hasn't won it yet. He doesn't have a green jacket. He's played yet. it like three times. <laughs> Uh, so what's, I, I will what's, say, what's I will Spieth say, done in Augusta? Well, I, I will say... <laughs> one, twice? Once. Once? Uh, since it feels like he's won like three. <laughs> he's since won tw- like six, dude. <laughs> since 2014, uh, well, actually, like since Brooks has been professional, he missed the cut at the Open Championship in his first start. Which is... A, his first major start as yeah, a pro. Which who knows what... And since then, he hasn't missed a cut in a major. And like you look at anybody else in that time frame, it's three, four, five missed. Like, the dude is... 
He's gonna he gives himself a lot of chances. So I couldn't find a good way to present this on Twitter, so I didn't bother tweeting it. But in the last eight major starts he's had, like his record against the field. So he finished T thirty nine at one of the open championships, I think it was last year, twenty eighteen. Are we going Sagger in here? <clears throat> We're, this is a little bit saggy. Uh, so the T thirty nine. So he loses to you know thirty eight people, but he has beaten a thousand and ninety five people in the fields and lost to fifty six, and thirty eight of them were all at one tournament over a turn over an eight tournament span. Like that's nuts. He's beaten like ninety four percent of the field. I mean, all right. So going back to Spieth, twenty eighteen, probably the worst year of his career thus far. Right? He finished third at the Masters, missed the cut at the U.S. Open, T nine at the at the British. T12 at the PGA. He shows up. He showed up at the majors. So where I go back to, though, in like comparing Spieth, I think I, I still would probably invest stronger in Rory than I would Spieth going forward to majors because of the skill of hitting it really far and straight. And it's so much more has to go right for Spieth to win the majors. Whereas like, like Brooks bullied this golf course and had that go right. He putted great in the first round. The rest of the week, it wasn't outstanding. Like he didn't have to make a ton of putts to win it. I feel better betting on somebody that can kind of no, I get front it. Load that pressure part of it than like relying on speed to make a ton of putts. That, Listen, that, I I understand I'm taking the underdog mm-hmm. position here, and 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 I it's and, underdog central. And as as far as stats go, too, I mean the stats bear it out. You can gain a lot more strokes mm-hmm. off the tee than you can putting. I agree. Like I think speed probably will play like a longer career for sure. But I just don't think, and not everything comes back to the golf course and the setup and everything, but. A lot of it does, and professional golf is not. Professional golf is going the way of Brooks Kepka right now. It's Correct. not going the way of Jordan Spieth. Uh, yeah, I think you just put that sucks. the way I was kind of thinking. Is I I would not root for that, and I don't right. like it, but that's the way it goes. But at some point, is there a is there a correction? Maybe. Well, but, but what's the correction? What's but, the correction? Yeah, what's going to spur the correction? The ball changes, that's... or the setups change, or what? Like Something. Kep- along Kep- honestly, Kepka might spur the correction. Like he might. Yeah. Like, exactly. He like might lower the... the mound in baseball. Like <laughs> if he's too good, they might make a correction. KVV had a good one of lower the t height. That's what Zach Blair's always yeah. said yeah. too. I think that's a that's a, a really interesting one. That would change guys like hitting up on the ball. Yeah. Absolutely. I think they should just get rid of the t. No T no Tuesday. Exactly. We had very mixed success with that. So, have you guys? If you're taking Kepka, have you guys factored in the chance that he like might go play minor league baseball for a couple of years just because he gets bored with some with of the stuff? Birmingham Barons? Honestly, not really. Yeah. I, now I don't know how many more he wins on that, but like I, I just, gosh, I just, I, I don't know. I, I Spieth is legitimately my favorite player in golf, and I don't like. You don't have to explain yourself like, for not taking watching Spieth. him more than yeah. anyone else, but like I might put. Rory ahead of him. I might put JT ahead of him. I, I think JT's the one that we're a forgotten man. Probably yeah, kind of totally. offending that yeah. we're not even talking about him no, right exactly. here. Exactly. I, I mean, but it's like we kind of have a known quantity here with Brooks. It's like it's almost like like fool me once, you know, four times. I'm not going to fall for this again, man. Like <laughs> four times, I'm a moron. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is incredible. Whereas, like, yeah, there's no there's not like a real reason to bet on any anyone else at this point so i i have to be with you i have to say brooks uh, it just feels like right. I, I i get afraid to do, the like, defense rests base it on this much recency but like what we just saw like i said is it's zero percent fluke like there's yeah. no smoke and mirrors with anything we just saw randy uh what about ricky I, <laughs> I thought this was the week for ricky <laughs> did you <laughs> I was really hoping for a, a strong showing today. <laughs> the most excited I've gotten, I think, this week was when uh, 
Claude Harmon was was on the steps after Brooks won, and he was all decked out in Puma stuff, and someone thought it was Ricky. <laughs> and then Ricky was like five steps and then behind. Ricky him. Was actually right down around the corner. Can I, if if I, somewhat seriously, if this Akshay kid, you don't even his know his, <laughs> you don't even know his last no, name. No, I don't. You were I, had a, to, I, had to, I had literally just googled Akshay golfer, but I know Janowatananan. <laughs> yeah, I know he's working with Genghis. His back's gonna blow up. They say he like doesn't miss a putt. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, he's what is he like? Fifteen, seven, seventeen? Like, well, I'm just saying, I, he might be. Yeah, let's Randy, like, let's not put too much pressure on the kid. <laughs> no, right? I'm saying the guy who I. My point is the guy who might win the most majors over the next fifteen years. We might not know his name yet. Whoa. <laughs> well, I think it, it like it has to be a guy who's pro right might now. Be Matt Wolf, right? Couldn't yeah, it could be Matt Wolf. Oh God. God, all these gankers. But that's cycle. where Kepka feels like. The point is, it's all about speed. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying is Kepka feels like uh, uh, a link in the evolution of, of go- like athleticism and strength, and it's just going to keep going. That's that what way. I'm saying. It's yeah. it's going to keep like this. And is that's where it's like, yeah, I love speed, but dude, he's at like just a decided disadvantage at the end of the day. Which is why it's even more puzzling that Rory isn't racking more of these up, or like really even been close in a long time. There's something about Rory, I think. It seems like he's got a little bit of a mental block. Like, I don't, I, I, you know, obviously I can't diagnose it. But just watch him. It, it, like, the pieces just don't fit right now. And it's been that way for five a years. little bit. Yeah. And maybe not all of five years, but the last couple of years where you're, it is crazy to you think. kind of expect bad things to happen or you know you just expect him not to do much and he doesn't do much yeah it's crazy to think that 2014 was five years ago <laughs> not, not necessarily the math just well, it's he's, crazy that he's got such an advantage long. off the tee and he just doesn't seem to take advantage of it from from there it's like he's he's getting a head start on every hole and then he just doesn't take you know he doesn't use it which to your point randy i think is kind of like yeah the I don't know if it's scar tissue built in, but he's learned. I don't want to say learned to lose, but he's had a lot of losing. And Brooks hasn't had that yet. So once Brooks starts getting punched in the face, do the wins start stop coming as frequently? Maybe. I don't know. Like, we haven't seen that yet is the question. What's that line where, where guys, you know, start coming at Brooks specifically, right? Kind of like kind of like Cap before, where it was like, all right, you are the man. I mean, are we, are we there yet? Does he need to win, you know, one more? I don't. I don't if we're if, like we if should we're be there, there, I don't know when yeah, we're going we, to. Be, we yeah. should be there. It, I think that's a really good point, though. We haven't seen him. We haven't seen him fail yet. That's why I think today could have been yeah. like if yeah. he would have given that up, like whole, and the, literally like the most historic collapse in in history. He'd have had to retire. It would have been yeah, like that would have God that would have changed the dynamic of his career, which sounds like such a stupid like sports writer thing, but I think that's so true. Uh, did we talk enough about DJ? I wanted to at least mention he birdied the the, the hardest hole in the golf course Dude, all I, four days. Today felt like, or this week, really. Deja vu, right? It did, but gosh, it just it felt like a kind of a wasted wasted performance. I guess I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but like he absolutely should have won if Brooks never existed. Like Poor. He played so freaking well. This <laughs> Randy week. loves those hypotheticals. I know. He does. <laughs> if my aunt had balls, she'd be my in, uncle. In, in the "It's a Wonderful Life" world, Dustin won this. Porath had a tweet. I think it was on Friday where uh, Austin gave him a yardage. DJ airmails the green by 30, 30 yards. <laughs> he looks back at him. It just kind of summed up the whole thing. Yeah. It, today was today was cool though, man. Like he he knew exactly what he had to do. I think. There was a feeling that, like, you know, for all the reasons we've mentioned about length and the golf course, whatever, like, Dustin is the guy. Maybe, like, Luke List 
has the firepower if he would go crazy low, but he doesn't, doesn't want the moment. Doesn't though. seem like yeah. it's going to be as likely. Like Dustin's the guy. If anybody's going to catch him, it's Dustin. And he goes out and he plays like flawless on the front nine. Plays awesome. Plays like tough stretch Birdies really nine. well, all the way up to like birdieing fifteen. And I'm like, finally, man! Like this is what we've wanted to see from Dustin. And it was super fun to watch. And I don't, I don't really like blame him for the bat, the misses on sixteen and seventeen. I mean, I think those are just almost, really hard. Goals. It almost felt like. Like he executed the shot he had too in well. his mind, right? Almost too well. It 16 was for sure. A little bit like Harold Varner after burning the first hole too. Like, oh God, now this is real. <laughs> this is actually a real tournament now. Um, it's, we talked a little, some about Spieth. Um, I, I just kind of wanted to mention, I know I said in the preview podcast, this is not a Spieth golf course. I actually, I agree. I still believe that. Yeah. Uh, if you look at his like ball striking numbers, man, he putted the fuck out of the ball. Yeah, I was gonna say this seemed was, like the best score he could have put up this yeah, week. Yeah, it makes me honestly this week makes me a little worried for future PGAs for him, like actually getting one if they're going to continue with these kind of setups. Um, well, do we want to go through the future venues? By yeah, the way, yeah, it's a good because well, good spots to do it. it's bleak, man. For it's, yeah, for it's not pretty people of of that type of game. Um, Harding Park next year, I don't think that's going to be too bad for him. It depends what the rough is like. I mean, obviously, it's going to be. I think it's almost going to. Maybe not. I almost feel like it's going to play similar to this week, right? Like it's going to be I don't crazy think narrow do this again. There's a lot more in the greens, though. There is, right? I Where think it'll just be crazy narrow fairways and crazy thick rough. Because I think that that's one of my criticisms of Bethpage is there's just not a whole lot of of variety with the greens to where it doesn't, you know, like if if your distance control is on and you're you don't really have to think a whole lot. Yeah, right. And there's like they kept saying all week about how guys are overreading the putts. Like the greens just don't break that much. There's a lot more to the greens at Harding Park. And yeah, I just don't think they're going to... I think they're going to look back at this week and be like, that was probably too tough. Like, I don't think that was the most exciting golf tournament we could have. That was, that was my biggest takeaway at Harding Park was just how how much was going on in the greens. Yeah. And and really even around the greens when you missed a green too. Yeah. Uh, 21 is Kiowa. 22 is Trump Bedminster. 23 is Oak Hill. 24, Valhalla. 25 is going to be the new course in Frisco in Texas, I believe. Which, that's the total wild card. Yeah, we can, get to, Hans is we can get to that in a minute. Designing that? I think like yeah. that's that's kind of when we get into like the identity of the PGA. I think there's some interesting stuff to think about there. Which, if Gil, Gil Hans is designing a golf course for professional golfers, like he's... Some of the things we've noticed, like at Rustic Canyon, like it's like, like at least two of the par fives had runouts on, par, on, on, the, on the drive. Yeah. So it was like, okay... Bombers, like you got to strat- str- strategize your way <laughs> around this golf hole. Like it's not going to be a, a who hits it, the ball the furthest, and you guys are going to kind of get to some of the same decision points and figure out where to take your risks. And I'd be really interested to see. Hopefully, he puts makes eighteen centerline bunkers like they did at Boston. And pissed <laughs> Gil Hans is a cock. <laughs> <laughs> pissed off all the players, but like that is you're exactly right. That's the place where it's going to be like, okay, what are you guys? What are you guys going to do? Like you are building a golf course. It's probably going to hold Ryder Cups in the future. It's definitely going to hold PGAs. Building two courses, and this is like, what? What do you guys want to do? You have a, you have your blank slate of figuring out what you want to do. Yeah, and 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 there's not going to be. I mean, it's in Central Texas. There's not a whole lot of Land stuff that you stuff. can do. Yeah, like you got cool. you got to yeah. trick it up a little bit. Yep. Twenty six is Aronimic. Uh Twenty seven will be Frisco again. I think twenty eight was open. Which um, honestly, Aronimic, I don't know how you. They're going like, to shoot 28 on I, I don't know how you'd have a major there next year, much less than 2026. Yeah. Well, so they obviously went crazy low at the BMW when we were there last year. Yeah. Uh, was it soft? I mean, was it just mega wet? That yeah. it was crazy soft. It yeah, was wet really and wide. soft, but it's yeah. so it's so wide, and the 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 way they're going to have to push the bunkers out to you know 40 yards past where they are because 
Hans said he, when they redid the course, they did it for the members. They didn't do it for professional golf, and they wanted to bring it back to you know, what Ross had in mind, not professional golfers. Yeah, and so. there's not much space to put any more tees in. Like, I don't think they uh, – that's we'll, – we'll, we'll get to that in 2026 in that preview pod. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, to your point, I think that is the most interesting thing is kind of seeing what, what is going to happen with this golf course and the strategy behind it. So maybe we'll have to have Gil on to talk about it. That would be great. Who designed Trump Bedminster? I don't know. That's so, a good question. That, that sounds like a Reese Jones, or I, I would. It certainly has Foz. that. It has that feel. God, that's a big ass piece of land. Yeah, it, it's big it's, ballpark. I thought it, like I, I played there. I don't know four or five years ago. I thought it was like it's pretty cool. It's it's a huge, huge, huge place. It's the Foz. The Foz. Okay. There you go. You know who? Going back to just guys who are kind of in their prime right now and not taking advantage of it. Justin Rose. This would seem to be a really good course for him, right? It's yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he's a, probably a little longer than Spieth, but yeah. I, he's not. This isn't like green light special. He's he's long as shit, right? He's long, but not he's not Kepka DJ kind of long, not Rory long. Yeah, I think he's so like good a, with his irons. I think though, there's too. like a tier one and a tier one A of of length on the tour. And I think the guys that are in that that one A are not very many. It seems like vanity length, and then like exactly. who's actually yeah. exactly yeah who's got it in reserve? Totally. Um, I think somebody's tweeted this this week. Justin Rose looks like he's going through a midlife crisis <laughs> with, the new, with yeah. the new shirts and the funky putters. Those are Randy's friends at Bonobos. Equipment change oh, and everything. Shout out. Legitimate no, shout out. No, 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 no free ads. We're not well, doing that yeah. here. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not listen, doing that listen, here. everybody, they have everybody, the best sizing for <laughs> well, folks like me. No, we're going to have the best sizing here pretty soon. Yes, because TC has been in the lab trying to <laughs> come out with uh, the big Randy size. Create the big Randy size. More to come on that, but I think it's important to note that Walmart. Walmart owns Bonobos and Randy's a big Walmart guy. Randy, God, we're learning. Roll we back take, those prices, baby. We can take this on a separate pod, but Randy's been an absolute enemy to small business lately. <laughs> he's going to a different haircut place. He's, scumbags. He's, he's supporting Loves the great clips. Yeah. Oh, Katie's going to be heartbroken to find that he's out probably, through the pod. He's probably schlepping around Whole Foods supporting Jeff Bezos. <laughs> no, I have Amazon delivers all my groceries. <laughs> uh, okay. By drone. Um, DG, I don't know if you want to take a little bit of time off, but I think, uh, you you know, we're, we're approaching minute 50 here in this podcast. Might be time to talk about the coverage a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to have a beer here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the biggest highlight of the week, uh, the biggest gift we got uh, was yesterday. On highlight Saturday. or low light? That's a highlight. Okay. Oh, the blimp tracer was absolutely incredible. <laughs> I mean, that was definitely the highlight of the day for me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, that was rough, man. Can we? I just want to go through the replies on Twitter. So they, uh, they as soon as it, it, it goes up, they say, nice drive, Justin Rose. For the first time ever on a golf broadcast, aerial tracing gives you an overhead look at the shot's flight pattern. The replies were incredible. <laughs> Mackenzie Hughes, PGA Tour player. The reason it's the first time ever is because because no one before them thought of such a terrible idea. Why is this a thing? Nobody wants this. Please do not utilize technology in future telecasts. Thank you in advance. Every day we stray further from God's light. Like, look, the, the, reading the gifs and the replies. Oh, you're not allowed to laugh at this, DJ. You're, you're retired. I was laughing stick. at something else. Uh, more of this, and while you're at it, please talk more while the caddies and players are talking. Oh, they just got absolutely roasted for it. So here's here's the biggest difference, too, is they, they win the Masters. Like, yeah, we're going to show everybody every single shot of the entire golf tournament. But like, it's kind of like an, oh, by the way. Whereas CBS is... 
big flashing lights. Like, hey, Here's something you didn't ask for, but here it is anyway. Exactly. Like, what, what? What? What is? The... I think it's disgusting how you guys pick on poor plucky <laughs> CVS, and they're you know they're trying to advance with new technologies. Take me, it's but I want disgusting. Wanna, well, I'm talking to Tron and, D, and Randy here, please. But <laughs> take me into that meeting. What's that meeting like where this gets greenlit? And how much money do you think they spend on this thing? Well, they're in with Big Blimp, right? They are, which is real shame that Blimp was, it was too windy for the Blimp on Sunday. <laughs> they had uh, no <laughs> no air support on, on Sunday. But do you think they would have rolled it back out after how poorly it was received? Well, I think the I think Blimp Vision or whatever they're calling it, Blimp Tracer. <laughs> I think we name it now. is is kind of a false flag operation for the Blimp. shitty putting line that they had. I, I'm in, more in on the shitty putting line than I was Blimp Tracer. That's it's for sure. so distracting and so wrong most of the time. I kind of think that yeah. they just they draw it on when they show a putt on replay. And those are on flat greens. Yeah, I imagine know. that on <laughs> imagine that on greens that have slope in them, man. Uh, uh, listen, I'm with you there. My favorite part of Blimp Tracer though was that it was also wasn't even accurate. Like it didn't even show the right line. Somebody's called it the uh, the stock footage that you see on Golden Tee when nobody's playing. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they didn't show the guy's swing. Oh, that was the best part, I think, oh, where, God. you know, like they're, they're not, they're actually not, sh- they, they've, they've made this so convoluted where they're not actually showing the action. It's, it's incredible. I got the whole thing backwards. Can I tag in for oh, one quick take on and then it. I'm out and then what I'm the out, hell, man, and then I'm out. Uh, I got her. They called my number. I got a report <laughs> down there. Tell them I'm not going to be participating. <laughs> they, they like, that's why NBC goes split screen. If you're yeah. going to get funky with the. The tracer. Well, that's what they did today. The flight scope thing on the right yeah. side that they fine. do. That's, that's great. Fine. I think that's, that's no, that's fine. But yeah. like with the blimp tracer specifically, yeah. it's like you can't like it just can't stand alone. It was terrible. And so okay, I'm out. I'm okay. out. I'm out. And a lot of people say, "Who cares?" Blah blah blah. It, the the whole point we've always had is that there are actual tangible issues that need it fixed. And the answer from anybody involved in golf in any way is like why things can't happen. A lot of them are budgetary. well, it just costs too much money. But then they spend a bunch of money How? on. You have any idea how much money this thing had to have cost? And the fact that they're willing to spend time and resources and everything dedicated towards addressing whatever issue they think they're addressing with this thing shows how fucking clueless they are on absolutely everything covering golf. And Randy, and Randy do you have anything to say about your boy McCord to the, this whole weekend? He was he was in rare form even for him. He growled. I, I do not. <laughs> Thank you. I do not. Vern had a amplified. He needs Faraday back. Hey, That's all I'll say. Don't better with Faraday. Keep Vern's name out your mouth. I think Vern. A couple of those gusts from Vern's nose blew DJ's putts. <laughs> yeah, DJ blew DJ's, DJ's putts. No, Guys, that was different. That was a joke. I have a lot of big jokes. Vern's infallible. I'm, I'm a big Vern guy. The, when they went to I the inner, falling away from the Church of Vern. There were a ton of commercials down. Like they, they had two guys. They had, they had two guys on the whole course today, for most of the afternoon. Those guys, they they still managed to mangle the commercial breaks. Mm. Kepka's in one of the biggest spots in the whole tournament. That was egregious. That, Ta- talking that was... to Ricky, and not, not only do they not show it, they go to interview. A DJ interview, which DJ, what is one thing that DJ Yeah, hit the ball said? really well. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's playing the 72nd hole of the major. Like, why the hell do you have to cut to that interview? Or, ta- like... or you tape everything else, tape that, oh. and then play it after Kepka plays his shot. I know you agree. You guys are looking at me to react. You're nodding. That's a coverage take. You guys are entertaining. I was looking at something else. No, we're just just having a big time listening to you guys. I'm sure if you guys produce the telecast, it would look a lot better. Uh, listen, I'm curious next year with ESPN coming in to the fold, if they push things forward, I know they're going to I did forget about that. 
I think their ESPN is just basically a CBS puppet, though. I mean, it's the same pro, like a CBS production. Like they, CBS produces the TNT stuff. You see. Yeah, but I feel like when ESPN does like the does ESPN have the all Masters? No, no, they just have oh, the, first the first two. two. But I feel like yeah, it's still they're they're still bringing their own talent in. SVP yeah, is going to be there. You know, there's there's still some. As long as Berman's not there, I'm cool with it. Whoop! That would actually help. <laughs> just steer into it. At this Brooks point. might go back to back to back to back 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 back. back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, can we talk about the New York fans? Oh, here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, like they're part of the reason why I root for Europe in the Ryder Cup. <laughs> I'm not going to argue this. They're a you. disgrace, and, and and everybody's like, oh, it's the new, you know, it's just New York. No, like, like you have a choice whether to be a disgrace or not, and you <laughs> and, you make, and you make the choice. Like you, you go nine steps over the line whenever possible it's My exhausting today was when they were chanting for dj after kepka airmailed the green and then at the top of dj swing on 17 they just start yelling like they've one they were rooting for him and they were willing to screw up his swing and yell at the top of it so they're the first ones on the broadcast it's almost like they might it might not be genuine <laughs> it's almost like it may not be a golf tournament. Like they're it's trying just to get a, noticed. It's just a live under par drink fest. I'm gonna say I think I think it's a lot of people under par. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard. You need to get that many people in the door, and you need to get them sauced do, up. And do make you them though? Having, well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Is like I I think you do just from like how big these tournaments have gotten and how big the advertising is. But that's not where the money's the coming well, let's, from. Let's do it this way because I think we, we are kind of way on the end of the scale of the golf, like hardo scale. Like we're, and, we're, and but, we're not like Shooter McGavin. We're like, damn you people, like go back to your shanties, you know? <laughs> but I want to know, Ray, Randy, you're like the biggest, maybe the biggest agent of chaos. Like the more chaotic things get, the more you're like, yeah, golf's boring. Like this should be entertaining. So I'm most curious as to where you stand on like where these fans' participation. Um, I, I think... It's not very entertaining to me. So I, I think it's the, the chaos they're bringing isn't of a, like I said, isn't of an entertaining nature. What if someone would have stole Brooks's ball? That's cool. <laughs> like, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. They're, they're just stuck in this like boorish middle ground. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to it. Well, um, I'm asking that because is anybody sitting at home thing like saying like, Gosh, we got to watch this. The fans in New York are nuts. This is so cool. Yeah. So why are we hearing That's that the on the Golf Channel and on everywhere? How great all the New York fans are and how amazing. Well, they are. And, and I'm sure it's I'm sure it's an eighty twenty thing too, right? Where twenty. I mean, and there's so many people there. Where, and it, it might be more of a sixty forty. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> but but, um, but it, you know, I just I feel like there's just so it comes back to also like all right, you want to grow the game, but how do you want to grow the game? Do you want to do you want to educate people and you want to get them into golf and do you want to really get people to root for golf or do you just want to bring them out into a big field and have them drink all day? I think we know the answer. To Those that. are two very 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 different things, and I think the PGA Tour. You know, I didn't know the PGA Championship is is run. It's the one tournament a year run, so it's just a a symptom of the PGA Tour. Um, but I, I think they've kind of telegraphed their strategy there. When the purses get so big, when the money gets so big, like the like the the people that you're watching, aren't you don't relate to them on a personal level, right? Like they just become almost oh, like they're, act, they're like the actors or puppets. Yeah, yeah, they're you know, yeah, they're animals in a zoo or something that you just I, they're there to entertain you. Yeah. and it's, it's 
they're 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 putting on a show for you, and that's why the players can't speak up really on it because because right. you you lose out if you say something, you now are the target. Oh, of these fuck fans. but this I'm guy, sure you know, you're we've, we've heard to... stories of people heckling golfers in like the 19th century, so I'm not sure if it's I, I don't I'm not sure if it's a good take actually, but I I feel like there's almost there, there's almost a expectation now though it's like why at least it seems this way in the Northeast where like, why else would you go to a tournament except to get drunk and yell at people? They seem like they're trying to one up themselves. It was yeah. like, Oh, Oh two was a big deal. No, wait till Oh nine. And then now 19 and now guess what's coming a Ryder cup. <laughs> people are going to die out there. Like, and I guess that's, the, that's the whole thing. <laughs> I like, a little much, <laughs> dude, but I like it. Think 16, of the children. Six. Somebody think of the children was weird, man. I'm telling you after the PJ Willett, the Danny Willett letter that went out, the things that those fans were yelling, like these passionate, like 45-year-old women in the stands, like, oh, I just got a belly full of hot dogs, Mr. Willett. Just like yelling at him, like with passion. I don't know what that means. Because like, those were like, that's a deep reference. The letter was about how the Americans are all guzzling hot dogs and shitty food and beer and stuff. And like, which it we was, totally proved him incorrect. Which is weirdly, weirdly, it was it was it was weird. It was like a weird vibe there, and that was that was Wisconsin. Like, so what, I'm sorry, that was Minnesota. What, like what percentage of the money that the PGA to, that the PGA Championship is bringing in, or the Ryder Cup for that matter, is bringing in is coming from the gate versus coming from from TV. I, 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 it's got to be massively skewed, massively to TV, skewed right? towards TV. Yeah, yeah. So, that, so, so that's the thing. Well, what it's is like, this? Is this road leading toward like? No fans? No, it's not no fans, but it's just like less booze. Well, it's just yeah, just just I'm I'm not even saying make it less fun. I'm saying I'm saying make it more fun for actual golf fans. You know what? Like, I can you imagine going out there this weekend and trying to not. watch golf? No, hundred percent. But that you know what? That was your intent. Well, I feel that way going to NFL games now. Quite yeah. honestly, yeah. it's like I would rather not go to an yeah, NFL for game sure. But I don't want to put up with the. But people. Randy, for instance, like like whenever we go to say Harbor Town or. Even players. I mean, it's it's a good like, and 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 I know I've been dumping on the PGA Tour, but like, they've done a good job of like, players is a pretty legitimate event, yeah, and people yeah. there are golf fans, and that just may be this area, and like you know, people play golf year round down here, but to a certain extent, it's like at the very baseline level, you have to cater to golf fans first and foremost. If you're catering to the to the hooligan off the street. <laughs> but here's the deal. New York, the cat's out of the bag. Like, you can't go backwards. Once like, they get the toothpaste out of the tube, you can't go backwards and be like, oh, no, 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 guys, like, calm down. Because the people that are there yelling and causing the issues aren't listening to anything. That, yeah. They're not listening to this podcast. Well, so the next level of it is like, is Beth Page even a good Ryder Cup course? Well, they're gonna like, have to shave it down. But like, but, yeah. but like, what are the what are the good match play holes out there? Oh, it's just about the fans. It's just legitimately gonna be about the fans. Like, like, I'm serious. Like, like, that's about, like, but like, people are gonna die. People are gonna <laughs> die. Somebody's gonna get stabbed by a trident. <laughs> <laughs> Things are gonna escalate. I'm telling you. I wonder. This might be the most old man take that I've ever had to strap in. I know. That's why I feel like I'm. But I feel like we're the we're the like the, we've all the grumpy guys down the block we're like, here, and I feel we, bad. We've all but, put on like 15 years this week, but. I wonder how much of this would subside if you took phones away. Because I think so fucking much of it is like 
the Instagramification or Snapchatification of the world. And look at anything like people are screaming that shit like because they want to have it on their Instagram and then they're going to post yeah. like, oh, my God, look what I fucking yelled yeah. right in his face. Did you see that? That was sick. Did you but, see how he flinched? That was hilarious. That's again the toothpaste <laughs> out of the tube, though. You can't take phones away now. Yeah, it's true. Or can you? Or, I, that, then you're going to lose 60% of the people going probably or but something that, like that. Now we're starting to get closer. That means less money. Are you guys talking shrink the game? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a it's a weird time. I'm glad I don't have to make any important decisions. Well, that's where I get back to the tour zone policy. Like, they're just at odds with themselves. It's, you know, they, they want to... You, you want to grow it at what cost? under par. They want to be social. They want to be... And this is kind Let's of get social. And yeah. to be to be clear, we understand the difference between a PGA Tour event and one run by the PGA of America, which runs a PGA Championship. But the sentiment of what we're saying is, but basically, we're getting a convergence of the worst kind of fan already that attends events like a team event, like the Ryder Cup. People treat it like it's a NASCAR event, and you can do whatever you want because it's a team, and it's you have a team to root against. And then you're also converging that with the New York fans in 2024. Did you just call NASCAR a team event? No, but it's a, no. It's like NASCAR fans <laughs> act crazier. Well, and they do have teams in NASCAR. I'm messing. I'm not, he's on the he's on the next level. No, that was a, that, that was, was a lose lose. Stephen right Hendricks racing. <laughs> I stand by that. Uh, all right. Well, I want to make a quick transition here because we've been talking about the players a lot, and somebody sent a tweet in that like kind of shook me up. That I'd love to share with you guys. You, you slept with your eyes wide I open did. last this, night. So I don't actually remember who sent it in, but they had like a parody account anyways. But uh, basically what he said was, or she, it was a parody account, said was, I'm really waiting for the PGA of America to wake up in a cold sweat and realize that this, like, they basically like, this move to May is going to eventually make the Players' Championship have more gravitas or more uh acclaim than the P- like the pga championship and at first i was like that's there's no way like the pga is a major the more i thought about it the more i was kind of like man that's like a really interesting exercise to go through i'm curious what you and guys then think. you keep thinking about it and you're like yeah that's absolutely because i i thought i was the biggest proponent of hey let's you know let's move this let's do this it's going to make it more relevant less of an afterthought at the end of the schedule and all PGA that yeah glory's last yeah. shot or whatever and yeah season championships man when it you just start, blends when right you, in when you really think about it tell me what what did the pga of america gain with this move and that's the question and what did the pga tour gain it's two different questions because i think the golf fans still went out with the new schedule but the question being what did the pga and championship like, gain? i still think it's great for everybody yeah all right sorry i still think it's great for fans i think it's I good prefer, for golf at large i prefer it but yeah. i think the pga of america may have traded away like one of their biggest assets correct i agree this whole thing I, I have a hard time seeing the players overtaking it just because i think the masters will always be the first major so as long as the players comes before the masters like i guess in direct relation to the pga maybe it's but i, I don't think it it's never going to be truly a major because majors start with Augusta. I think it comes back to what's the identity of the PGA as well. Agree. Right? Totally. To where it, yeah. like, it used to be that crazy-ass finish to where you didn't know what was going to happen in August. And I feel like it's, it's also taking away from one of their primary events where you, you scoot the schedule even farther away from the Ryder Cup and you kind of segregate that even more from... The main season, there's going to be there's going to be a you know eight eight or nine week gap between the Tour Championship and the Ryder Cup versus. It just feels like they probably should have waited to do this. Like I feel like because some of the the first ones that are going to be in May are in very mild climates, 
And it's kind of like part of the issue of moving it out of August is to get out of humidity. Like Bell Reeve was a disaster in the, in weather. And, uh, so and yeah, I, now they're going to Memphis. In and, I, August, but, <laughs> and I think you had like some May weather at Bethpage today yeah. and that made it way more exciting. I agree. I'm, I'm all for the elements. Yeah. I think that makes it totally so much better. So I think that that helps for sure. But when you really start looking at them like head to head and you take away and acknowledge the semantics difference, like one is a major one is very much not a major look at like the other assets that they have. And it's kind of like the field is the same or is, you know, well, kind it, of a, a toss up in the, which the one? golf course is like more interesting. The TPC Sawgrass is I think way more interesting and better than all of those major or all of those uh, PGA venues that you listed off earlier. Uh, the TV product for the players is infinitely better than the PGA. Uh, the which, purse is bigger. Which one players. are the players more? The players seem are, to prefer the. Well, they're more incentivized to give yeah. a shit because it's coming out of their pockets. Yeah. Too. Like they, they own the player championship versus the PGA of America is just kind of leeching off of them. I think you were saying it, saying it earlier. So it's like when it's the last major of the year, it's it's almost like relevant by default where it's kind of like you got no more majors right, in the next well, eight years yeah guys. exactly or eight months eight months it's kind of like eight all right years. well let's see who wins yeah. let's Damn. see who wins the last one <laughs> and whereas here it's just like it, it felt like if you were a casual fan like you could have really easily skipped this week yeah but it it does let you wrap the season up earlier which i think we all like a little bit totally the the venue though frisco could be a big wild card here exactly that's the biggest yeah. the biggest I thing say if i think more so than the time of year i think Putting it at really interesting venues is a more important lever the PGA could uh, utilize. I, I think, and maybe they're totally thinking about this, but like moving it to like a stock PGA Championship location, and hopefully, if the Frisco course turns out to be awesome, maybe that's what they're thinking. I was just going to get that. That would be sick. I think that'd be awesome. I had not thought of it until he literally just had mentioned Frisco. I was like, "Whoa, what if it? Like, what if the course is incredible? Yeah. And like, that's part of the identity." Yeah, but the odds are against that, right? I mean, I know Gill is a long way out if that does happen. I mean, yeah. they have a, they have venues announced for twenty thirty one, I think, or something like that. So uh, it seems like they could take that away too if they had to, right? I don't know. Sure, Why they do they have that. Yeah. That. I'd, I'd be surprised, but we'll we'll approach that in uh, in eleven years, twelve years. So, um, someone else asked this on the live show. I thought it was a really good question, but if a let's talk about like what is the identity of the PGA and what would you like to see the identity be. And then B, if you're going to move it to one course, like what would the one course be? Throwing the Frisco course out because we don't know what it looks like. Bell Reeve for sure. You see how great that major was last year? A lot of fans. They, they asked this on the on the live show and I didn't have a good answer for it for as much as much heat as we give every PGA course. You'd think we, there'd be one at the top of our... Like, it's I don't a USGA think it has course. to be a PGA course. No, I was going to say no, a USGA just, course is... This is a hypothetical. We can say whatever we want. The I first just, one I thought of was Pinehurst. I'd be like, that That would be oh, an awesome cool. venue every single year, I think. Yeah, that's a really good That's one. one of the coolest courses to watch professionals play. It doesn't have thick rough, but you have to drive in the fairway or you're playing out of native area the whole time, and it's hard as hell to hit it on those greens. Like It has all of the balance of a lot of the elements that I think make golf really exciting. It just sucks that Keimer ran away with the, yeah. the last major we saw there. I'm still an international guy. I know it's the PGA of America and I know that doesn't serve their membership and everything like that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the other one that I, I, I'd like to see, I wanted to see the new greens and everything, but I'm a sucker for West Coast majors. I think Chambers Bay. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> And then it, and it would certainly be exciting. There's certain there's short par fours. There's yeah, yeah. there's scoreable really like, par fives. Really and the conditioning would be better in May than in yeah, June. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. I I think maybe more so than course. And I agree with all the ones you've said. I would love to see them go to 
I think the way they really could establish identity is go to a blend of stroke play and a match play. Yeah. I think would be people really cool. Hate match play, <laughs> but I think it'd be so different. Like they hate match play when it doesn't matter. When someone's going to yeah, win, like that's true. The Walter Hagen Cup or whatever the match play trophy is. You know, it's like they like. Like you said, they it, like it during the Ryder Cup. And, yeah, if yeah. it was a major, like, and it was Brooks versus Dustin, like yeah. for the PGA Championship. Like, you you could I truly have. I feel like we're losing some of the. Yeah, how many majors has it been since somebody's won one from way back from an underdog down. spot too? Tiger last major. <laughs> no, I, well, yeah, but even Tiger was, you know. Oh, you mean like a sleeper before the exactly. before the tournament started? Yeah, it's, like, it's been you know, a long. It's time. like truly, tr- you know, truly getting somebody who makes a run, even if it's not, you know, if, if it's that sweet sixteen guy or yeah, the, yeah. you know, it's like that that kind of captivates people's imaginations. Right? I th- I, some people were sending in ideas on Twitter. And I think like one identity that would be very simple, I think, would be just making it only going to public golf courses. I think would be kind of in line with a lot of their supposed messaging national golf links field trip aside uh but i think that the like that would be an interesting one i think they were spouting off a lot of that on the telecast this week like beth page is very accessible blah 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 i think that would be something that would be kind of cool chambers bay would fit with that pinehurst would fit with that plus we get gary player on every year to talk about chambers bay <laughs> yeah exactly morning, morning david, morning, david. <laughs> uh, guy who designed this course must have had one leg shorter than the other but yeah i don't know i'm really 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 rooting for the frisco course to be like to yeah. knock our socks off. Let's get to some shout outs and then, uh, and then it's Thrones time, baby. <laughs> uh, who's going to be the one to say the letter A we have on the list here? I can't. I don't know how. <laughs> Jazz, Jana Watananon. That was perfect. You that was nailed it. it. Nailed yeah, it? yeah. He, All right. That was great. He's fun to watch. It was great. 23 a, years old. He's been a professional for nine years. <laughs> awesome swing. Uh, it was no, low-key. I'm not even making fun of the broadcast of this. It's not a coverage take. I was getting such a kick on Saturday out of, let's go over to Jazz <laughs> on the 17th. Like They would think about saying his name every time. It's like someone who walks to the end of the diving board. And they're just like, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you could tell they practiced it all night because they, they dropped his name about 25 times on Sunday. Uh, that was impressive to watch. That was fun. That was fun to watch. He was great. It would have been cool. Like again, it's kind of a golf course thing, probably. But like by the second half of today, you know, it's like, dude, he's not coming from behind to no to run this thing down. But it, on a different golf course, it would have been cool to see him him uh, kind of be in the mix a little more. My last one, Rory finishing T8 after I tweeted on Friday afternoon that he had missed the cut. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty disrespectful. He was seven over par. He, first of all, he was my pick to win. The very Dewey versus Truman kind of thing. It, uh, <laughs> that one came Rory back. misses cut. Sally holding up newspaper. First what of all. Sally was kind of Baghdad Bob all week. <laughs> the minister of misinformation. Uh, I got a lot. I heard a lot from uh, Aged Well Twitter, which might be one of my, my favorite Twitters out there. Oh, yeah, this Aged Well. Um, so yeah, those are my, those are my shout outs. You're a wine guy. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna give a shout out to some friends of the pod: Adam Shalong, Max Homa, Kierdek Uh Matt Fitzpatrick. The big, the big three. I wouldn't have thought that Matt's fit, that Matt Fitzpatrick was gonna was gonna play relatively well at Bethpage. Um, and then a reverse shout out to <laughs> D, DB Straight Vibin. <laughs> Who like he was in the money spot after the first two days. Only and, seven back. <laughs> no, I mean, but yeah, but relatively speaking, and then he and then he he shot seventy eight, seventy eight on the weekend. That's not going to get it done, guys. Not, he and Kepka battling down the stretch would have been pretty good theater. Decide, that would have been the best theater. Kepka beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Decidedly not vibing on the weekend. Uh, 
I don't know if Randy's going to do it. I think he's got some other stuff on the list, but I'll give a shout out to a friend, another friend of the pod, George Gankus. Uh, good showing by his his stable. Sung Kang going win and then top ten in the major. Keep back keep back Kang's weeks. name off off the pod. <laughs> okay. Plus, big Randy had a nice uh, day, afternoon driving the ball. On Randy Tuesday, had a, so. Randy's driving the ball great. Danny Lee, you know, could have used some improvement on the weekend, but played well early. And then uh, also, I saw <laughs> this, this was added to the list, but a shout out to John Rom for uh, taking a leak in the background of that <laughs> that Dustin Johnson shot. That I was think a that highlight. Was, that was pretty good. Somebody, I, I can't believe I dropped the ball on this. I put it on Instagram and did like a dumb caption with it. I was like, "Oh, feature group coverage really takes you inside." And somebody nailed it in the comments. Live streaming. Yeah. That was, yeah that was next really time. Good. Yeah, next time. Randy, you got any shout outs? I do. I'm going to take it away from the PGA if that's all right. Oh, please. Uh, shout out to. Um, the Florida Tech Women Panthers Listen, of, golf of program, D2 national champions. They, um, and I believe it was Beth Ann Nichols who had a great uh, write-up. That's the article I read. Their program was canceled by the athletic department earlier this year, and then they promptly went out and won their first national championship in school history. Is it, is it uncanceled now? No. They, they apparently, like, the day I, I don't know when the tournament wrapped sometime earlier this week or maybe even last weekend the website had already scrubbed the women's golf from the athletics page like it's it's done where is Florida Tech so they it was a walk off or it was a complete walk off yeah whoa yeah um, so I thought that was you know it's kind of sad I guess in a yeah. way but congrats to those ladies ending in ending in style wanted to give a uh, a shout out to Helen Alfredson just one the U.S. Senior Women's Open up at Pine Needles. Pine Needles looks sweet. It looked awesome. Delicious presentation up there. Yeah. And, uh, and she said she, she may skip the U.S. Women's <laughs> Open. <laughs> Which is pretty sweet. That's like the Brooks thing. That's the ultimate like, flex. Country Club of Charleston. You got to go play that. I man. know. I know. Uh, and a shout out. Last one, I, I think, unless you guys have any others, to Shane Bacon. Shaken, that's what I was going to do. Yeah. yeah after a year. Take it away. Well, he's going to be, by the time this, almost by the time this goes up, he's playing in a... Uh, in the sectional qualifier for the U.S. Open in Dallas, and uh, and that's actually where we're on our way to. So, are you going to go out and see him? We're going to try. Well, it might be a little fair weather. We might see how he does in the first eighteen. <laughs> we're landing in this during his second eighteen. Whoa. Hopefully, he <laughs> acts like a pro in WDs if he's not going to make it. <laughs> that's the best part. That's, of sectional It's qualifier. just so it's so classy when guys do that, right? Um, what what's the deal with the yardage books? They only, yeah. they, apparently, they printed a hundred of them, and some they were giving them out to players and caddies, and they ran out of them. So he's just going to. Gonna have to be stepping off some yardages up there. <laughs> Free will it. <laughs> the USGA so is ahead of the game. It's so weird and so cool to see Shane in the same field as like Martin Laird, Spencer Levine, like all these like tour pros that we've been watching for 15 years. Which the deck is stacked against him, but imagine how cool it would be if he played in the US Open and broadcasted at the same time. He says <laughs> I, he would, I would do think it. That would be a first. He would do both, which would be absolutely that'd be awesome. So I mean, he's already gained some major street cred for for coming out of locals, but even that would be unlimited street credit if he makes the US Open. Do you want to go on the record with any Thrones predictions before you watch it? <laughs> no. Come on. Not. Come on. Absolutely Give us not. one. It's like pick the one player who won't, who won't win. Pick the one, the <laughs> who, one person who, who will won't. be on the throne. No, tell me. Pick the one person who won't who won't be on the throne. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, ghost. I don't know what that means. It's okay. Jon Snow's direwolf. <laughs> I have no idea. Come on. That's, you make Come me do this with, with golf all the time. All right. All right. We're ending the pod after this. So if you are not no, caught I, up. I, I, not, I have two more shout outs. Then you have to do that. <laughs> I can't end it. Right, two more shout outs. I can't have spoilers on there. Uh, shout out to the Nike. I guess I don't know yet. I don't think, I don't think Danny's going to make it through. First shout go. out, Lucas Glover. He's now, he's now top 30. <laughs> 
in the FedEx Cup. He, he went no, he went through <laughs> he went through Web Tour Finals last year. Like he, the it guy was sick. in a dark no, place. Yeah. Uh, and then also shout out to Jason Kokrak. We talked about a little bit on the live show earlier. Has not missed a cut since. Uh, Wherever they had the British Open last year, last year's PGA Championship. <laughs> Golly, it's impressive. So, no, no, last year's British Open. I was Open. joking because he's oh. a club pro. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy. That, it was it was more fleshed out on the live show, but he's the guy that the, the professional golfer that looks the most like where, he would be a club pro. Where was the British Open last year? It was at Carnoustie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Frankie. Yeah, Frankie won. So, okay. all right, we good to wrap it at that. Yeah, well, you got to tell us who won sit on the throne. I said yeah. that, Danny. It won't be Danny. Okay, Danny Lee. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it won't be Danny. exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for a fun week. This was really fun. Uh, thanks for everybody that tuned in to the live show, and uh, stay tuned. We got some good stuff coming from Colonial this week. Uh, we're heading out there. Got some good videos and another podcast hitting later this week. And uh, some good stuff from on site. And if you're out at Colonial, uh, we're going to try to do a meetup on Thursday afternoon somewhere. Uh, d- location to be determined. Send in suggestions. Throwback yeah. Thursday. Throwback Thursday. It's coming. Charles Schwab Challenge. That's where we'll be next. We out. Cheers. Cheers. Grab one. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect any...